welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Right, so let's go into our, uh, our, our message for today. Um, you know, um, we've been studying the book of Acts, and today I want to talk to you about uh, this thing from Acts chapter 12. It's called Activate Your Angels. The, the, the title of my message today is Activate Your Angels. Somebody needs to get excited about that. You know, Activate Your Angels. We have activated our gifts, or we are activating our gifts. Uh, Pastor Olumide preached a powerful message to activate your healing. And then I preached a message about activating your go. Now today, I'm speaking about activating your angels. Activating your angels. So let's go ahead and um, and do that uh, right now. So you see, the book of Acts is... Um, it's an interesting book. I mean, I'm going to be touching my screen if you guys don't, you know, don't mind just to advance my slide. So now the book of Acts is a, um, it, it's, it's a show. It's a God show, basically. In fact, the very word act there, the very word acts of, acts of the apostle is actually talking about a show, you know, there. So in the book of Acts, I... I put something down. Just studying it, I discovered that the Holy Spirit was the director of the show. The Holy Spirit was the director of the show. All right, so they're helping me to work on my remote control there so that I don't have to be uh, putting it up. So is that working now? So the Holy Spirit was the director of the show. Um, the apostles were the lead actors. They were the lead actors. Maybe I should move a bit so that you guys can see my screen better. Very good. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit was the director. The apostles were the lead actors um, in the in the Acts of the Apostle. But the angels were the supporting actors. You see, when you watch, you know, Hollywood shows and all that, um, you will see the director is there, Steven Spielberg, you know, just behind the scene doing everything. That's what the Holy Spirit was in the book of Acts. Now, the apostles were the lead actors and all the other disciples. They were the ones, you know, you know, leading the entire thing. But the angels were the supporting actors. The angels showed up at different times to support the God show that was taking place in the book of Acts. Let me just give you some example. So, for example, um, the book of Acts began with two angels. If you guys remember, when Jesus Christ ascended to heaven in front of the apostles in Acts chapter 1 uh, from verse 10, you know, an angel, you know, I mean, two angels showed up and the two angels told them and said, oh, the same Jesus that ascended to heaven is the same one that is going to come back again. So the angel came, show up, showed up in the very beginning of the Acts of the Apostles to give them meaning uh, for what was going on, for the God show that was going to be going on and that has extended to all of us. Again, in chapter 5, you know, of Acts of the Apostle, when Peter and uh, and John, they were arrested and they were put in jail. The Bible told us that some angels went in there in, in Acts chapter 5 from verse 18 to 20. Some angels went in there and they went to open the door 
they opened the door for uh, for uh, for Peter and John. They got out of jail. They, they they opened the gates of the jail, and then the angels told them, "Go back and preach uh, the word there." So the angels showed up in those in that place too as supporting actors. Do you remember that when Stephen was uh, stoned and killed, right uh, in Acts chapter seven, they said that you know you know as he was speaking, he spoke about angels four times in his sermons. At least, I mean, four times in his sermon, he was talking about angels. And they said when he was dying and he was committing his spirit to God, they said that his face shone like the face of an angel. So you see, there's a reason why Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, was constantly mentioning angels. The reason is because he wanted us to know that in the God show, in the acts of God, in, the, in what God is going to do in our lives and in this dispensation, angels are going to play a very important part. And then we see also in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, that when uh, uh, you know, Philip went to Samaria and he preached there, it was an angel that appeared to him and said, go down to go and join the utopian eunuch, the chariot of the utopian eunuch. He said, go and join. So the angel directed him towards the next direction of gospel, which is to get the gospel to Africa. So angels were at work there. And then in you know, Acts chapter 10, you know that the angel appeared to the centurion uh, in, of, uh, 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 in Caesarea, Cornelius. The angel appeared to him and said, call Peter to come and preach the gospel to you. So that was how the gospel got to the Gentiles. But you see in that place also, the Holy Spirit was the director. Peter was the actor, was the lead actor there in getting the gospel to the Cornelius, right? Uh, to, to Cornelius and to the Gentiles. And there were other people in there. But the angels there, they acted also as supporting actors. I just want to tell you right now that you need these supporting actors in your life. You need, we need the Holy Spirit, and we thank God for the Holy Spirit, right? We need ourselves. We always need to act when the Holy Spirit tells us to act. But I want you to know that you cannot remove these essential actors from your life and be as successful as you ought to be in, uh, in God's plans and purposes for you. You know, I wrote something. I said, I believe that, you know, that these days we're going to we're going to face, you know, these some days ahead of us, certain things that human options, you know, we're going to see that human options will dwindle, and we are going to have to learn how to partner with angels. The way the world is going right now, you know, some days are coming, and I, I believe that those days are even here that human actors, human options, will dwindle. For example, when Peter was locked up in prison, there was nothing. There was no human action that could have, you know, come, you know, and gotten them out and all that, you know, you know, except, you know, the, the, the Sanhedrin decided to let them go. But then the angels came in supernaturally to deliver them. And we're going to see that as we begin to study today. So I just want you to know that we're going to face some days upcoming where human options will dwindle. So we're going to have to learn to partner with angels. And so what I want to teach today is how to activate your angels, how to get these angels uh, into, into action. It is now mandatory for you to learn how to partner with angels. They are standing by to help. They are the supporting actors in God's plans. They are ready to guide. They are ready to protect. They are ready to deliver. So let's, uh, let's, let's learn today how this works. So I'm going to be teaching today under three Subheadings, three three points, uh, three three main points. I mean, three main points. And the, my first main point is to talk about when the angels are absent. You know, that was when I say when the angels are absent. What are the things that happen when they are not activated in our lives? What are some of the things that will begin to take place 
when angels are not activated in our life. So we're going to be going to our text in Acts of the Apostle, and it's going to be in Acts chapter 12 from verse 1 to 4. So we're going to read Acts chapter 12 from verse 1 to 4. Um, you know, so just follow me, follow me in your uh, in your in your Bible as we read. So Acts chapter 12, uh, starting from verse 1, it says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. They had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw uh, when he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to, to take Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, heading him over to be guided by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Now, listen, these four verses that we just read in Acts chapter 12 that we're studying today reveals a lot to us. Now, the church has been experiencing progress. The church has been experiencing revival. In fact, in Acts chapter 10 previously, we heard about how the gospel got to the Gentiles. And then, you know, Acts chapter 11, you know, we see the church, you know, just, you know, I mean, expanding, doing different stuff. They had some arguments about the Gentiles and all that, but everybody just, you know, came together and all that. So certain things were going on. So there was, it was actually a, a time of, uh, of um, relief. Uh, Paul, that used to trouble them, or Saul, that used to trouble them, had become a Christian. So the church was actually experiencing some prosperous time. They were enjoying themselves. They were doing all that. And, you know, it's not written like that in the Bible, but, you know, you can put two and two together that, they became complacent in one way or the other. And then suddenly, the apostle, uh, the uh, Herod, who was the king then, the government authority, Herod in the Bible, when you see Herod in the Bible, you should start thinking of the devil, right? Because it's, you know, it's a type of the devil, you know, of, of, a, of an evil power structure. You know, when you see Pharaoh, when you see Herod and all that, like a type of an evil power structure. Now, this was not the Herod that was around during the days of Jesus, that wanted to kill Jesus. This was another Herod, right? So, this man decided to, you know, to just go and take the apostles. You guys remember James, right? You know, there are two James. You know, there's the James who is the lost brother. You know, that's not the one that we're talking about right now. Uh, the, you know, the, the James that was one of the apostles of Jesus, if you remember him. That, that powerful guy, that one that walked with Jesus. The angel, uh, Herod took him and killed him. And then when he saw that the, 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 the people were pleased and all that, he took the, the, the rock himself, Peter, and arrested him, intending to kill him also to satisfy uh, the Jews, you know, to satisfy the people at a particular festival. You see, as I was meditating on that, the Spirit of God started bringing it to my mind that this that one of the things that happens when the angels are absent, my first point, when the angels are absent, is that you get exposed to several, certain things that you are not supposed to be exposed to. Certain things that you could be protected from, you are not protected from them. And I wrote a bunch of them, you know. I said, whenever, whenever the angels are absent or unactivated in our lives, our covering is incomplete. Our coverings are incomplete. The, the, the leaders, the missionaries, the people of the church, they are not completely covered when the angels are not activated, when they are absent. 
We need to make sure that the angels are activated concerning our children. We need to make sure the angels are activated concerning our leaders. We need to make sure that the angels are activated concerning our family members. We need to make sure the angels are activated concerning our finances. We need to make sure that the angels are activated concerning us as we go from place to place, as we travel, as we go, you know, as a church, we pray as leaders, we pray for the angels over all our members, for the angels to be activated over them. But that's not enough that, you know, we are praying for you. That's, that's powerful. But you also need to be able to activate the angels in your own personal life. And that's what I want to teach you today on how to do it. So when the angels are absent, um, things are, you know, things are incomplete. Things are, I mean, co your covering is incomplete. All right. So, and then um, the next thing that happens is death and losses. When the angels are not activated, then they are what death and losses. Look at it. They said they killed James, a very important person in the church. And then the next thing, they killed Peter. I'm sorry, they took Peter and arrested him. Death and losses happen. Now, I want you to think about it and think about your life. Um, and if we're going to be sincere with ourselves, going back and we look at some, 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 there are certain losses that we experience that I, I can assure you that if the angels were activated at those times, maybe some of those things will have been prevented. The reason is because there are certain losses, there are certain situations that in my own life and in the testimonies of some other people that I've worked with uh, that, that I see that certain things were prevented because angels were activated. I've had testimonies of people who, was, who, who would have been in, um, uh, in a plane crash, but it was because their angels were activated that so, something just delayed them from going and all that. The angels were just acting to stop certain things from, uh, from, from happening so that they would not get there. I've heard of people who were exempted from certain dangers because the angels helped them. We know the story of Jesus Christ right now. When Herod was killing all those people, that God moved him to another location. You know, angels, you know, protected Jesus when he was young. Angels announced his birth. Angels are very active in protection. They are, they are, they are, they are part of our, our protective our details uh, from, from God. So whenever we don't activate our angels, when they are not activated, sometimes we expose ourselves to death all death and losses. And I want to say this as a balance. It's not all death and all losses that are because angels are not activated. You know, there are certain things that, you know, I'm not able to speak about that right now. But I just want you to know that, you know, that as a rule, as a rule, as a rule, we need to make sure that our angels are activated so that we can be protected. We can have the covering. So and we can eliminate certain death certain losses in our lives. Now, the next, um, the next thing that happens when angels are absent is Satan is emboldened. Satan is what? Is emboldened. Look at it. Herod, who, who is a type of Satan in that place, was emboldened because, you know, he saw that, oh, wow, this is, this is an open door. This is an advantage for me. Satan gets emboldened. You guys need to know something that there's an invisible spiritual war that is going on concerning you. There's an invisible spiritual war that is going on in our lives. If you are somebody who is working in God's purpose, there's an invisible spiritual war that is ongoing, and the purpose of the devil in that war is to kill, steal, and destroy you. But the people that protect you, or the beings that protect you, are the angels. Now, if they are not activated... Satan is emboldened now. He say, "Oh, this is an opportunity to get this person, to get this, you know, this this man or this woman of the sin. This is an opportunity to infil infiltrate his house. This is an opportunity, you know, to do that because the angels are are unactivated. 
That's what Herod saw in that place. That this is an opportunity to kill, to, to smite the shepherd of the church, to take, you know, to take Peter out, like he took James out, so that the church can be in disarray. So I want you to know that you've got to activate your angels. You've got to activate your angels. You've got to make sure that the angels are present. And then also, when angels are absent, people are harassed. This was an harassment of the devil. Herod was harassing the people there. The church is harassed. It's harassed when angels are not activated. We need to activate angels in our churches, in our families, to stop all those harassments. And finally, when angels are not activated, people are imprisoned and chained. Yes, I'm telling you, there's some imprisonment. When I say imprisonment right now, I'm not talking just about physical imprisonment. I'm talking about certain things that you're supposed to do, your destiny, your purpose, steps you are supposed to take, right? You know, you're supposed to get married, but then you are, you know, I don't want to say singleness is not a prison. Please don't get me wrong. Singleness is a prison. Singleness is a great place to be. To be single is a great place to be. But I'm talking about somebody who is older and desires to marry. You know that you're supposed to be in the next season of your life. But just find yourself that you're just imprisoned at that, at that point. You're just imprisoned. And not just in the area of singleness. You might be imprisoned in a job that you want to change. You might be imprisoned in a season of life that ought to have shifted. You might be imprisoned in, uh, in certain limitations financial limitations, other kinds of limitations, you might be in prison in those things, right? And then chained down there, like Peter was in prison. They said there were four soldiers, you know, on each side of him, chaining him down, chaining him down. So chain, chains, they persist. They stay there when the angels are absent. When the angels are absent, chains, the chains remain. So, that's what happened when the angels are absent. Before I go to my second point, I want you to really think about it. Are the angels present in your life? Are the angels active in your life? Are they activated in your life? Think about what has been going on in your life. Is it possible that you have been, you have been harassed? Is it possible that you are experiencing losses and death? Is it possible that the devil is emboldened concerning your life? Is it possible that you have been held down in prison or chained in certain things because your angels, who are mighty and powerful beings, have not been activated in your life. Think about that. And then I'll go to my second point. So my second point is the angels, uh, the angels activation. Uh, pardon, there's a, there's a slight uh, uh, error in that place. It's angels with, with, uh, with, the, with the possessive uh, thing in there. So uh, pardon that. So the angels activation. The angels activation. The angels activation. So when the angels are absent, we know what happens. So now what I want to talk about now in my second point is how do we activate the angels in our lives? How do we activate the angels in our lives? So let's see how the angels were activated in Acts of the Apostle. The first thing, angels are activated through prayer. Angels are activated through prayer. So please note all this point. I'm going to show you the ways that angels are activated. The first one is angels get activated through prayer. Let's see that. In Acts of the Apostles, uh, look at um, what we see there. In Acts chapter 12, from verse 5 to 6, it says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was earnestly praying to God 
for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries through guard at the entrance and all that. But he said the church was praying for him. The church was praying for him. So that is very important. So you know what? The church sprung into action. They said, oh, Herod has killed James. Now he's taking Peter. The church just sprung into action and they began to pray. And as they began to pray, then, uh, of course, you know what, you know, what, 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 what happened after, after, after that? The angels, you know, were released. And we're going we're gonna to see that, you know, as we move on, as we move on there. So he was kept in prison. The church was praying for him and praying for him. So angels are activated through prayer. You know, let, let, let me just say something. This is so, so interesting. You see, Peter was incarcerated. But you know what the church did? They emancipated prayer. So listen, when you emancipate, when you emancipate prayers, you will stop <laughs> your incarceration. You know that when you release prayers, right? If you were bound and chained, right? You start experiencing freedom. Peter was bound, but prayer was loosed. When you lose prayers, then you can remove your own bondage. Peter was locked down. Peter was locked down, but prayer was less loose. You know, one of the things that I've seen, you know, especially in these last 21 days of prayer was that we were locked down. As a church, we were locked down, but prayer was let loose. Prayer was let loose. Different prayer initiative started during this lockdown. Different prayer uh, initiative intensified during this lockdown. While we were being locked down, like Peter was locked down, prayer was being let loose. Prayer was being let loose. In your own life too, you must make sure that you are part of this let loosing of prayers. You must make sure you are part of this this activation of prayers that is going on all around you must join one of those one of those groups and be a part of it you know that you know you, you must be part of it prayer is being activated uh, you know there's also uh, you know a prayer group that is going to be starting very very shortly to pray over the children to release angels over their present their future you know over them that is going to be starting and you know other ones you know that have been going on uh, alive at five and you know uh, uh, you know how power you know, all kinds of prayer, you know, prayer uh, prayer groups and initiatives that are starting. When the doors were locked, when Peter was locked down, prayer was let loose. Peter was restricted. Prayer was unrestricted. Hallelujah. Peter was deactivated for a moment, but prayer was activated. Prayer was activated. The Peter and the church were socially distanced. They were distant. They couldn't see each other physically. But prayer was powerfully present. Prayer linked Peter and the church together and with God. So what I'm saying that even when we are, we, we've not been able to see, and thank God because we're opening up the church September 13, but I know that, you know, even during that time, maybe some people are still not able to make it because we're not providing yet, you know, for the for the children and, you know, uh, you know, in, in, in the uh, uh, the life uh, the, the life services at the auditorium, and so maybe some people are, you know are not able to make it, especially the older ones and all that. That's very understandable. But I just want you to know that even when we are distant, prayer is powerfully present. Prayer went from from where the church was praying from everywhere in their house, from house to house, and went to where Peter was. Peter was asleep. Remember, they said Peter was asleep. And that's a miracle on his own. For you to be asleep, when you know you're going to die the next day. 
and you are in between angels. That means God has given you supernatural peace. But you know what? The church was up. Prayer was up and awake. What I'm trying to tell you, right, that it is very important for you to get your prayer awake, to get your prayers activated in order to get, to get prayers, uh, so, so to get angels activated, in order to get angels activated. Amen. All right. So Peter was asleep. The church was up. Prayer was up and awake. So one of that's one of the ways that we activate prayers. Let me show you another passage of scripture of how you know uh, how prayers can activate angels. In Daniel chapter ten verse twelve, Daniel had been praying for twenty one days, just like we just finished. He was praying for twenty one days, and then the angel just appeared to him. And look at the statement that the angel made. The angel said, "I have come because of your words." I have come because of your words. I've come because of your words. So the angel said, the reason why I came is because you as a man started praying. You've been praying for 21 days. So I have come. I've been activated because of your words. I want to tell you, everybody listening to me also, that the angels are activated by your words. Angels are activated by your words uttered in fervent prayers. Amen. Uh, so let's um, also in Matthew chapter 26, verse 24, uh, verse 54, Jesus actually lays out the principle there. He said, when they came to arrest him, they came to arrest him. They were going to crucify him. Peter told, uh, Jesus told them, you guys don't know that. Listen, look at it. He said, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he will send them instantly. But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what, what must happen now? So he's saying that, listen, if I just pray right now, legions, thousands of angels will be activated. But you know what? I know that I've come to die. The will of God must be fulfilled. So I'm not going to do that. But there, he revealed to us a principle. And that's the principle that prayers are activated by righteous sons of God through prayer when the will of God is at stake. When the will of God is supposed to be done, prayers are activated when righteous people, uh, you know, in Christ, people were in Christ because he was our example. When, 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 when we pray, angels are activated. So I believe that with those few points, I've been able to convince you that one of the ways that prayers, are, that angels are activated is through fervent and intense prayers. But that's not the only way. Also, angels are activated, and I began to talk about that. Angels are activated for God's will. So you see, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ made that statement that I can call and God, I will activate the angels, right? But that's not the will of God now. The will of God is not my deliverance right now. The will of God is that I need to go to the cross and die for the world. So that is very important, that the angels of the Lord are activated to, to carry out God's will. So for example, you can't activate angels and say, angels! I want you to go for right now and rob the bank for me. No, that's not the will of God. You can activate the angels of God and say, angels, I want you to go and go and strike that person that I ate and kill them or do whatever. You cannot activate them for things that are outside. Or you cannot activate them and say, angels, I need you to go right now. And, you know, that man that is about to get married or that woman that's about to get married, you know, I go and eliminate the partner or whatever because I want, no, you can't do things like that. Uh, those are extremes, extreme examples, but sometimes the you know extremes help us to get a, the point. Because when you know what something is not, you you tend to know what it is. So angels are activated for God's will. 
I mean, there's a very good example in scriptures. When an angel appeared to Joshua, um, you know, when Joshua, you know, had been defeated and they were about to go to, you know, like the Jericho, right? They were about to go. Then an angel appeared to him. Uh, so Joshua, Joshua, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing up in front of him with a, with a drawn sword in his hand. That's an angel. Joshua went out to him and asked, are you, one, are you for us or for our enemies? You know, that was angel, what is your agenda? Why are you activated? What is it that you are, you know, that you want to do? The angel told him, he said, neither or neither, whichever one. He replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked, what message does my Lord have for his servant? Listen, the angel said, it's not, I didn't come for you or for your enemies. I came for the will of God. So you want to know that these angels that we're talking about, they are very neutral. They are not attached to you as a person. They are not attached to you. They are not attached to your emotions. They are not attached to your will. They are not attached to how you are feeling and all that. They are not attached. They are only attached to the will of God. They are activated for the will of God. So that's why praying, praying in line with the word of God is extremely important. And that's where my third point is. Angels are activated by God's word. Angels are activated by God's word. Now, all of you are very familiar right now with voice-activated things, right? Uh, Siri, you know, uh, Alexa, turn on my light, uh, this and that. You know, one of the one of the things I saw with um, Siri and Alexa is that you you know when I talk to my Alexa, I say, "Who am I?" It will say, "You are," you know, the name of Terry Trini. Say, "You are Pastor Land." So when I'm speaking, right, he knows Pastor Land is speaking. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? He knows when somebody else is speaking. So I want you to know something that the angels, they've been, it's been programmed inside of them, right? That the only voice that they respond to is the voice of the word of God. The only voice that the angels respond to is the voice of God's word. They are voice activated, but not just any other voice. They are activated by the voice of God's word. Now, look at it. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Heeding the voice of his word. So it's the voice of his word, not the word that is on the paper, not the, not the one that is on uh, your, your cell phone, not the one that is in the Bible app, but the one that you voice. So listen, when you voice God's word, when your voice becomes God's word, then angels are activated by God's word. They are activated by God's word. So one of the things, the lesson that I will teach you is that when you want to keep the angels activated in your life, you must speak the word of God. The practice of speaking God's word constantly, speaking God's word, confessing the word of God. You know, sometimes I don't want to use the word confessing. I don't want to use the word declaring or affirming. Or all those things, because all, all those things, because a lot of people have used them, people have had some negative connotations to them. So what I'm telling you is that the Bible tells us that we need to speak his word. We need to put his word in our mouth. When you put God's word in your mouth and proclaim it over yourself, proclaim it over your children, proclaim it over your business, proclaim it over your ministry, proclaim it over your destiny, proclaim it over your purpose, proclaim it over you know uh, your family, proclaim it everywhere, Angels are activated to be at work. You know, some people wonder, 
why you know why some things happen to some people and some things don't happen to them. I can tell you the difference. Some people have angels activated. Some people don't have their angels activated. Amen. Some supernatural things, like supernatural uh, uh, you know arrangements, supernatural favors. Uh, you just get somewhere and somebody's waiting for you. You travel somewhere and things have been arranged and all that. You know, you are kept away from the things that will be dangerous. You are inspired and led not to go to that place, not to go to that place and all that. Or you are moved in different ways and there's all kinds of arrangement that is happening for you. Those things happen when your angels are activated. You need to understand that favor is not just something, you know, people think that favor, now favor is an anointing that comes upon a person. But you need to understand that favor operates by things being moved, by people being moved. You know, by people being moved and the people responsible or the beings responsible for moving the people when it comes to favor are the angels. When somebody is operating in a lot of favors, it means that the angels are so active that they are talking to people about the person. They are moving people about the person. They are creating about the person. And somebody who doesn't understand that might be jealous. But you don't have to be jealous. What you need to do is just activate your own angels. Activate your favor. Activate. Listen, stop depending on what you can do by yourself. What will Peter have been able to do for, same, for himself when he was locked down in prison? Stop depending on what you can do for yourself. I believe, listen, the prayers that the church were praying for Peter were angel activated. You know, I believe, because I have had some experiences like that, that I'll be walking up to start praying, to start praying, to start praying, to start praying, to start praying. And sometimes God will just go and not talk, touch people everywhere. Start praying for this person or start praying for that person. I believe the angels were, the, 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 the prayers were angels activated, but then the prayers now activated more of the angels because the angels operate under authority. It is human beings that have authority on the earth, not angels. So the angels have to be called upon. You saw it when it came to Daniel that, you know, when the angel was coming, he said, the prince of, this, uh, of Persia came and opposed me, but Michael came to help me. There's opposition. The devil, the god of this world right now, of this present age, wants to oppose the angel from walking, saying, this is my territory. This is my territory. But it takes somebody, a man who has the name of Jesus, a woman who has the name of Jesus, to say, no, this is my territory. It was given to me at the beginning. You usurped it, but Jesus Christ has defeated you. And now in the name of Jesus, I release my angels. Angels need authority. They are always around you, but they need authority to function. They cannot override the will of God or the, you know, the, the order of God. Many people don't know that the things of the spirit works by authority. You know, that is why you need to understand the way authority works. You know, you see some people, they don't know, they don't, they don't, learn, they don't work in authority. They don't understand authority, you know, and then they can't, they can't activate angels because angels work by authority. You remember in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when, when uh, Paul was talking to, to the women there in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Corinth, then it was specific to them about covering their head when they are praying and all that. And he was talking about submission. He said, you need to do that because of the angels. He said, you need to do that because of the angels. And he was talking about the subject of authority there. What he was saying is that if you are, if you are not under authority, you cannot exercise authority. If you are not, if you cannot be led, then you cannot lead. And, you know, I posted something on Facebook, you know, to that sort, you know, sometimes, you know, during this week, you know. So you need to understand, listen, you need to understand that angels work by authority. So basically, you are submitted to Christ as Jesus as your Lord, and you are submitted to his name, and you are using his name, then they operate. But they are not going to go out of line. You understand? They are going to wait. They, they will not impose on your life, except somebody is interceding for you. But you need to take responsibility for your life, for your children, for your affairs, and begin to activate the angels. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Please let me know in the comment if I'm preaching real good and teaching real good. That would be good. And then I will ask my, you know, my operator to help me display those comments. You know, give me some, give me some, some vibe. You know, some vibe back. Hey man, that's the good thing about live preaching. You know, you you get the vibes and the vibes also, you know, increase the anointing. <laughs> hey man. So, so very good, very good. Angels are activated by God's word. So let's go to my third and uh, my my third and final point. Now, so we know how to. We know what happens when the angels are absent. Now we know uh, how to activate the angel. Thank you, thank you, guys. You know, now you know how to activate the angels. Now, the third one, my third and final point today is what happens when the angels are activated. What happens when the angels are activated? So we're going to talk about the angels activated. Now, when the angels are activated, what happens, right? And we're going to be looking at that in Acts chapter 12 to see it. So Peter was taken, James was killed, the angels were absent. Suddenly, the church began to pray. They began to pray the word of God. They began to pray the will of God and all that. Then suddenly, the angels were activated. Now, the angels went into certain actions. And I believe that there are certain things that we can learn from the actions of the angels that, that will help us also in our personal lives. So. So they said suddenly, no, the first thing I'm sorry, the first thing I want to know is that angels do not have natural limitations. So when the angels are in operation, you guys need to understand they don't have natural limitations. <laughs> angels, like those angels, they can suddenly materialize in a secure area. So, in other words, maximum security prison, an angel will just stroll into it. Just get in there. Nobody can stop the angel. Angels can move through solid walls. Just think about that. I want you to think about that a little bit. What can what can that do in your life when your angels are activated? What are some things that are behind solid walls? What are some things that are you know secured that has, that have been secured or hidden for you that you need the angel you need to penetrate into? Some of you need to penetrate in your businesses to things that seem secured, you know, that you can't enter into, maybe to a new group of people, a new demography of people in the ministry. Sometimes we need to penetrate into new nations. We need to penetrate into new ethnicities, into new regions, into new places, you know, in, even in our communities. What are some things that your family needs, that your family needs to penetrate into? Is it, and that seems so secured. Sometimes your, your future seems to be, to be walled away from you, like it is in maximum security prison. What is it that has been walled away from you that you need penetration into? I want to tell you that the angels don't have that limitation. They can penetrate time. They can penetrate space. They can penetrate any of these things to release the will of God. It is time to release your angels for divine penetration into destiny. It's time to release your angels for penetration into the next, the next step, the next phase of God's plans for you. It is time. To get our angels breaking down walls, bringing down barriers, entering into secure places, entering into places to influence things, to influence fears, to influence people on our behalf. Are you looking for a job? Are you looking for something that has been secured away from you? You can send the angels to go forth and begin to arrange things for you, and then you get a call from somewhere 
saying that we don't know, but we just saw your resume. I don't even under, I, I don't know. I just came to my attention, but you need to come for that interview. I prophesy over somebody watching me right now that is trusting God for a job, or you're trusting God for some favor where some people have authority over it. I'm declaring right now that this week you are going to hear some good news because your angels have been activated to go and penetrate things for you and to rearrange things on your behalf. Angels do not have natural limitations. Angels can put soldiers to sleep. It puts trained soldiers. You know when soldiers are trained, right? They are not supposed to be sleeping on duty. But that day, and that's not the first time, that's not the first time that, you know, that was done. You know, it was done again also. You see what happened at the grave of Jesus, you know? Uh, so when Jesus was about to resurrect, you know, angels can put people to sleep. Who are the people that need to be put off? I'm not saying that, you know? Or what are the things that need to be put to sleep in your life? What are the voices that need to be silenced? What are the things that need to be put to sleep that has been active in your life? You know, sometimes some people just need to get to sleep. I'm telling you. They just need some sleep so that you can be able to advance in God's plans and purposes. We see it in Acts of the Apostle. There was a time that Paul, that, that, that Paul got to a place he was about to preach the gospel. And there was this guy that was called by Jesus that was coming and he was opposing Paul. Paul looked at him and Paul said, this is the other. I said the man was blind for a season and the gospel advanced. Sometimes some of those things need to happen. Some people need to be put to sleep so that God's plans and purposes can be fulfilled. What are the things I need to be put to sleep concerning you? You will know it. You will know it. And if you want to type it, type it in the, in the comment and we will see. What are some things that need to be put to sleep in your life? It could be things that need to be put to sleep, you know, around you, that need to be put to sleep, you know, where you, you know, where, where you're supposed to go into or whatever. What are the things that need to be put to sleep in your life? Angels can cause locks to open and solid chains to fall off. Angels can cause locks to open. They said when the angels got to Peter, you know, I didn't read the verses for you, but you know, you guys know, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in the light, in the light, and the light shone in the cell. They bring light when there's darkness. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Angels can wake you up. Like I told you, angels can activate you to prayer. They can activate you to new levels, to new things. Quickly, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Angels can break chains. They can break chains. They don't have natural limitations. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Peter did so. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angels to rescue me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had done on him. He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people were gathered there and praying. So look at what happened. Peter, Peter was delivered. Angels were opening doors. Oh, I prophesy over somebody watching me right now that you are going to experience some open doors, some locked doors that needs to open will begin to open right now. Those locks will begin to break concerning you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Locks are breaking. Bondages are breaking in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everything that has held you down, locked you down in a season, locked you down in a face of life, locked you down from moving on, from advancing. I declare in the name of Jesus that those things right now, they are broken as angels are released right now. Angels cause iron gates to open. Angels can disappear into thin hair. Angels can make people blind. We saw it when it happened to when they came to arrest Elijah. 
And his servant was like, oh, look at all the, you know, is it Elijah? I think it's Elisha. You know, look at all the, all the hosts that are against us. You know, Elijah said, those who are for us are more than those who are against us. And then the eyes of the servant was open and he saw chariots of angels surrounding them. And then Elijah just prayed, make them blind. And the angels just made those people blind and they couldn't see them. Angels can blind people. Angels can blind people. And I prophesy about you right now that anyone or anything that the, the person is the person is you know is is focused on causing anything that has to do with God's plan for your life from, ad, from advancing because of the influence of the devil. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that it's going to be spiritual, spiritual blindness in that aspect, so that where you need to be invisible, you are invisible. Where you need to advance, you are advanced, where you need to be protected. Hallelujah. I, I declare, you know, when it talk, comes, talks about the plague in Psalm 91, like coronavirus that is taking place, one, one, one thing people need to know that one of God's protection for us when it comes to the plague is in Psalm 91. He said, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling place. Why? Because he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your feet against a stone. You know, that was one of the ways the plague is kept away from us, or we are kept invisible to the plague. We are covered and protected from the plague. It's because the angels have charge over us and they're protecting us. They are protecting us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The angels are protecting us. The angels are protecting us. Amen. Okay, let's, that, that leads me to my, uh, to my uh, next one. And I'm you know, about to round up. Activated angels rescue. Talking about what happens when angels are created. They rescue. You saw it. You saw it with Peter. Peter came to himself and said, Now, I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angels and rescued me from error clutches. What area do you need deliverance, rescue from? Angel prote angels protect your children. You know, you know, my son Jesse was sharing, you know, um, was sharing something, you know, with us at our, our morning devotion of something that happened recently. Uh, that he was he was riding his bike to school, and as he was going to school, you know, he was crossing the road, right, just about to cross the road, and a car was coming. That car beat the light, right, and the car just. He didn't tell us this happened. He was doing morning devotion the next day after that. He told us, he didn't even tell us that day, that the car just stopped right in front of him. Right there in front of him as he was going. I believe that was the protection of God's angels. That was God's protection. We are protected from danger by the angels of God. We are rescued by the angel of God. Maybe you have a family member or somebody with you that needs to rescue. When you activate your angels, you will experience rescue. Now, the, 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 the activated angels accompany us. I wanted to say that, you know, to let you know that the, angel, the angels are close by. They are close by. You know, there are angels assigned to your destiny. There are angels assigned to you. In fact, there was a belief in those days that the angels assigned to you actually looks like you. And that sometimes that angel can actually behave as if it's you. Like, can make, you know, change forms to be like you and go somewhere to do stuff for you. It was one of those beliefs there. And you will see that belief was there in Acts of the Apostle. They said, Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Look at what the people said. They said, you are out of your mind. They told her. When she kept on insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. 
So that one that tells us, you know, it's showing us that belief that number one, they believe that that angels, everybody has guardian angels. And then secondly, that belief that your guardian angels can actually take form to actually look at like you, to act on your behalf, to do certain things. May I believe God, may I believe God. I, I'm trusting, you know, we talk about we talk about VR now. You know, we talk about um, holograms and all that, where you can be in one place and then they can come and do something for you. I mean, listen, I want the angels of God to go do something for me when it is necessary. That's what needs to happen for him to show up like me. I give you permission, my angel, I give you permission to dress like I dress, to show up like I am and go somewhere and do stuff for me that I cannot do by myself. I want you all to say it right now. Say, I give you permission, my angels, to represent me where I need representation. Come on, type it into the comment. Type it in the comment and show it to me, my operator. You know, say, I need, I, I give you permission, angels, to take my form if you need to, to take form like me and represent me where I need representation, where I, where my, where I have limitations. Come on, come on, come on, put it in there. I want to see it, 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 I want to see it. Say, I give my angels permission. I give my angels permission to represent me, to represent me, to represent me. Type it, YouTube, type it, Facebook, type it, Twitter. Yes, thank you. I give my angels permission. I give my angels permission to represent me, to show up like me. I'm waiting for you guys to type it in there. I'm waiting for more people to type it. Come on, come on. It's, you know, it's a, it's a prophetic action. Yes, thank you. We just put it in there, put it in there. Hallelujah, I give you permission. So they accompany you. They can represent you. They can represent you. They can represent you. Hallelujah. The next point, and I have one more some point after this, and then this message will be over. Activated angels judge. Activated angels judge. Activated angels judge. When the angels are activated, they judge. Listen, let me tell you something. There are certain things that need to be judged in our lives. There are certain things that need to be judged in our world. What do I mean by judge? There are certain things that have exalted themselves as huge, as big, and they become a limitation, they, you know, to God's work. They also become they become they, they become like a deception to other people. They become deception to people, you know, masquerading themselves as if they are God. Or oh, think about our society. There are certain things that are masquerading themselves as if they are God. It could be problems masquerading themselves as if they are God in your life. It could be certain issues masquerading themselves as if they are God in your life. It is time for everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God to be judged in your life. Everything exalting itself against the knowledge of God needs to be judged. And listen, you need to keep your angels activated so that this judgment can keep on going on. Look at what happened in Acts chapter 12. So... Talk, said, talking about uh, Herod, this Herod guy that was killing people. Look at how he, how his life ended. Herod that killed James, right? Look at how his life ended. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastos, trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on the throne and delivered a pub public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a God, not a man. They exalted him above God. He said immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down. 
and then he was eaten by worms and died. This man was eaten by worms, alive by worms, and he died. Why? Because he had been exhorting himself against God. He was the one that killed James, and he wanted to kill Peter. Oh, listen, I feel the prophetic anointing of God coming upon me right now, and I speak to everybody that is watching this. Everything that is standing against you right now, exalting itself as God, whether it be a problem, whether it be an issue, I declare in the name of Jesus that they are judged in this season, in the name of Jesus. They are judged in the name of Jesus Christ. They are brought down. They are brought low. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in your life is brought down, is brought low. Everything standing against you as a limitation into stepping into the next phase of God's plan for you, they are brought down. Everything that is opposing us in this city, everything that is coming against the purpose and the plan of God, I prophesy about them to come down right now. I speak right now to racism. You come down. I, I speak right now to division. You come down in the name of Jesus. Oh, separation, segregation, come down in the name of Jesus. Violence, come down in the name of Jesus. Everything that is contrary to the will of God, exalting itself against the knowledge of God in your life. I prophesy judgment right now. I release the angels of God to go forth this way, to go forth in this season and begin to tear them down, hit them with worms in the name of Jesus Christ. Like Aaron fell down and declared that the systems that oppose the word of God and the will of God are falling. In the name of Jesus Christ. They are falling in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. I feel those anointing. My final, my final point. You see, when you activate angels, when you activate angels, God's work is prospered. When angels are activated, God's work is prospered. Listen, if you want to enter a new season, because I believe your life is God's work. I believe that your life is God's work. I believe that what God, you know, has called you to do is ministry. So some of the things you are doing, whether it's career, whether it's marriage, you know, every aspect of your life is the will of God. The Bible says whatever we, 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 we eat, whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, should all be done to the glory of God. So our entire life is our worship. Our entire life is God's work. When you release angels in your life, when you activate your angels, you, you begin to prosper more. That work of God begins to prosper more in your life. And listen, look at what it says here in the final uh, verse of Acts chapter 12. It says, but the word of God continued to spread. When you say the word, but, look at that. When you see the word, but, the word, but is a contrasting, um, you know, conjunction. You understand? It, it, it contrasts something. So Herod went down, but the word of God continued to prosper. The things that have been exalted were pulled down. But the word of God continued to spread and to flourish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is exciting. So my prophecy to you, my word to you right now, is that at this season, as all these things that have exalted themselves in the society, exalted themselves against you, Corona, you are coming down. But the word of God is going to continue to prosper. All the limitations that we've experienced this year, they are coming down. But the word of God will continue to prosper. So I'm prophesying over you right now that it is a season of prosperity for you. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned to, from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. You will finish your mission. You will finish your mission for this year. You will finish all the things that God has called you to finish this year. You will finish it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You will finish God's work in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, come on, everybody, wherever you are right now, wherever you are right now, I want you to just bow down your heads. And, you know, as I hand this message right now, I want to just pray for everyone. You know, just bow down your heads wherever you are right now in the name of Jesus Christ. It's your season of prosperity. It's your season of prosperity. It's your season of activation. As your angels are activated, doors are opening for you. Doors are opening for you. Limitations are coming down. You are getting entrance into the things that you are supposed to have entrance into. Doors are opening. Doors are shutting that needs to be shut down. Oh, God is rescuing you. God is protecting you. You are living beyond yourself. You are living beyond your personal selves. The supernatural hand of God is working over your life. The hand of God that has no limitation is reaching places where your hand cannot reach. The leg of, the leg of God that sits upon the earth, that makes the earth his footstool, that leg is reaching where your legs cannot reach. The mighty hand of God is going forth all over the world, performing a God show on your behalf. I declare over you in the name of Jesus that starting from this moment right now, every lockdown things be open. I activate the angels of God on behalf of those listening to me right now. Be open in the name of Jesus Christ. Every chain be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Every lockdown opportunity be open in the name of Jesus Christ. Every lockdown job be released in the name of Jesus Christ. Every lockdown destiny be released in the name of Jesus Christ. Step into the new season of God for you. Step into the new purpose of God for you. Step out of that circle. Step out of, step out of that limitation. Step out of going around in circles. Somebody watching me, you've been going around in circle and circle and circle and circle. It's like your life is, has been like, you will go, you will do something, you get to a point and you repeat the same thing. It's like ground all day in your life. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the curse is broken, the jinx is broken right now in the name of Jesus and the supernatural forces of God are released on your behalf. The Lord of hosts himself is at work concerning, is at work concerning you and I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, that you're busting forth with new life, into a new season of life, activated for your divine destiny, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for your, come on, lift your hands and just praise God wherever you are. Lift your hands and praise him wherever you are, praise him wherever you are right now. Just take a moment to just praise the Lord. Take a moment to praise the Lord right now. Thank you for, thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, if you are watching me and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, one of the first works that these angels will do in your life is to bring you to God. They draw us closer to God. And I believe that you might be listening to me because the angels allowed you to, sort, to see this thing on social media. I brought this message to you. I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you will receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What you just need to do is just accept him. Just tell him to come into your life. Tell him to be your Lord and Savior. And he's going to come in and save you. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.